0: Hello, hello, everyone. GMGM, Welcome to Web3Magic podcast. Here I talk with builders of some of the most interesting projects across Web3 space. Interesting by the use case, not by the price of a token. So let's warm up with music and jump. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Web3Magic. I am here today with... uh, Simon Brown, I met Simon in Istanbul. Hi, Simon. Hey. And uh, he, um, I would say Simon caught my eye because you know he was uh, he was not doing a typical conference uh, visit, like running through lectures or anything. He basically spent most of the time talking to people. I liked, as he put it, that he spends he likes to spend time around hacker houses. And so I thought it would be fun to have Simon on uh, on the show and let him talk about, you know, his impressions from Istanbul, uh, from people and projects he met, uh, which are most likely not projects which were on stage, which you can check anywhere you want, but, you know, those other guys which you wouldn't probably see or, or meet unless you spend the time in uh, co-working and around hacker houses like Simon did so i'm happy happy to he- have you here, Simon. Can you tell us just a you know brief uh, start as always like how did you get to crypto?
1: um yeah, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on um and it's great to find out about your podcast, so I'm looking forward to kind of subscribing and listening to more shows. um so how did I first get into crypto? um Thank I think you. it was about four about four years ago. 5 years ago wow yeah so i um i was working in fidelity investments at the time um actually as a ui engineer um building out their complex uis for their trading applications um and it was around 2017 mm-hmm. and then i discovered ethereum um and just got totally pilled i just got completely obsessed it was the whole notion of like being able to launch a business with just like a few keystrokes on a computer keyboard and you know you could launch something that could accept money, it could send money, it could, you know, it could organize things. And the fact that you could do it without a lawyer, without a bank loan, without contracts, and just the fact that there was like, basically no barrier to entry, you know, um, it just really captured my imagination. So um, I started teaching like workshops and stuff on, um, just like free workshops for people to come to, to learn how to build decentralized applications. Um, and they started proving quite popular because mm-hmm. at the time, 2017 was a bit of a bull run and there was a lot of uh, curiosity around around Ethereum. Anyway, that led to a, a job in their right. um, R&D um, research center um, in their blockchain incubator team, um, which was a fantastic experience. Um, and I was really grateful to get that experience. So that was like three years um, and I was doing bits of research, but mostly I was a full stack developer building out prototypes um, and over that three years, I got more and more into the mm-hmm. research, wanted to do it more. So I joined Consensus about uh, almost two years ago and now I just kind of focus on research and mm-hmm. advising various different teams and, and trying to kind of get projects off the ground and stuff like that. I
0: see, I see, sounds very cool and like a long journey. Um, and now I, now I get why you like Hacker Houses because you're know, basically,
1: yeah i I do i it's funny you know it's kind of ironic that um you've asked me to kind of come and talk about uh dev connect i went to one talk in dev connect that was like the whole conference i managed to make it to one talk (laughs) uh and not you know it's i think i missed out on a lot of really good talks and a lot of really interesting information but i find a great deal of value of actually meeting people and just kind of brainstorming um, and just jamming and riffing on ideas um It was the same in e c c back in July. I spent like four hundred dollars or something right. to get a ticket um i didn't even make it in the door <laughs> I, like didn't even make it into the the <laughs> conference um but yeah, I was just hanging around in hacker houses, hanging around like meeting uh individual people and kind of brainstorming and doing whiteboarding and stuff um and it's it 's great to see that um hmm. I remember like at ECC, I was at Jesse's Hacker House. We were in like this, just behind, like in the yard behind some building in in France, and we were just like discussing ideas. There was like twenty people there, um, and we were talking about one idea for something called Verax. At the time, we didn't have a name that, that came months later, but it was an idea for non-chain attestation registry, and like that again. There was about twenty people just throwing the idea around, and like six months later, I think was it six months. Um, deployed on chain, there's a quarter of a million attestations. Um there's like five different teams maintaining it. So it's great to see that, you know, from inception all the way to the project. Um that's where I really that's what I really enjoy.
0: I see, I see. So natural follow-up question is okay, so what are the ideas which uh, caught your imagination in Istanbul? Because we can talk about them probably in six months being a project.
1: (laughs) I yeah, I mean if you ask every person they probably have a different uh answer for you. I think the space is so big now that there's so much happening. It's impossible for one person to to know everything that's happening. It's just totally impossible. Um some of the things I really um and that I'm really enthusiastic about for next year are one is network abstraction and how we're going to handle that. Um mm-hmm. how do what's the intersection between wallets and different like networks when I say networks I mean ecosystems like you know Starknet ecosystem um, the optimism super chain you know, all of these various different kind of ecosystems and like how did the layer threes communicate with each other how does it look like from the user's perspective um, is a really interesting question so I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves mm-hmm. and how like account abstraction continues to evolve um, what is it going to look like once we have like real adoption and you know what are the 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 dynamics of a unified mempool for erc 4337 and how does that relate on layer two and layer three Mm -hmm. as i said with with network abstraction that's a really interesting area um the thing that i'm most interested in is probably identity and reputation which has sort of been baking my noodle for the past like six months um I think next year is going to be the year for identity and reputation, and what that means, and and what's built on top of those those primitives that are being built this year.
0: I see. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I had the same feeling from you know DevConnect uh, when I came back from Istanbul. So when I went there, I actually hoped I will hear a lot about identity and uh, and also like communication and some security things, which I think are like longstanding standing problems. Um, but I. I think I heard a lot more about uh, identity than I expected. So it seems that it's a, uh, an area which is moving forward and which is, you know, captured minds of many people. I know yeah. you wrote a really long article on that, so I'll definitely link to it. Um, but is there anything which stands out around the identity? Like, you, have you met anybody who has like unique look at it? Uh, who is planning to build on, uh, on the project you mentioned? Anything well, which stands out from that space?
1: Yeah, there's a few things that do stand out from that space. And first of all, I agree with you that there was like a lot more enthusiasm and interest and curiosity about identity and reputation than I had anticipated. I uh, went to DevConnect and I was really pleasantly mm. surprised by the amount of energy in like focused on that area at the moment. Um, But in terms of really interesting projects that stand out for me, there's like code-like technology, which is technology that's derived from TLS Notary. So TLS Notary is a technology that must be, I don't know, it's been around for years. Um, And right now it's been built out by the Privacy and Scaling Exploration Group in uh, the Ethereum Foundation. So that's the group that, uh, Barry Whitehat leads. I think there's about 80 people in that group. It's like the biggest group in the EF and they do incredible work. Um, so they, they are kind of spearheading the research and development into TLS notary, and there's a whole bunch of projects that have different flavors of that idea. And the idea is simple. You basically, uh, co-sign a HTTPS session. And that allows you to drive data that's certified from that session that you could bring anywhere else, so to put it simply, if you log onto your web browser, okay. you know you see that little padlock at the top of the screen, and that means that you've got an encrypted connection between you and the server in order to do that, there's like a kind of a handshake, and your 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 browser and the computer they come to an agreement on what you know um cipher they're going to use and and then they they generate keys and they swap keys, and they do all this kind of stuff. So there's a way to, if you install a browser extension, that part of the key can be um, created by your browser and the other part can be created by this other browser extension. And what that allows you to do is Mm -hmm. effectively you can prove what's on the web browser. Like you can say basically this web browser had this piece of text in it and it was signed by a certificate that was issued to whoever, google.com or facebook.com or amazon.com. And then you can create a zero knowledge proof from that. Yep. And that means when you bring that zero knowledge proof to a smart contract, for example, the smart contract can say, Amazon said this. And it's completely verifiable because it's cryptographic field um, all the way back to the certificate authority issued to amazon.com. And so there's like uh, half a dozen different teams looking at that and pioneering it. There's Reclaim Protocol. There's Pado Labs. There's Click, There's who am I missing? ZK Pass. Um, Doth are doing a flavor of it for authentication. I think they're slightly different, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're all kind of doing something similar. And the use cases and the, the the design space is sort of unlimited, right? Like you can take any data from any API connection or web browsing session, anything. Right. And then you can bring it on chain and then you can interact with whatever logic in whatever smart contract exists on chain. So the most immediate use cases are civil resistance. Right. But beyond that, it can be Mm -hmm. basically it's about taking ownership of your data, all of the data that's locked in silos and Facebook, Google, Apple, whatever um, that you have to kind of get permission for other people to access. Now you can just take it and bring whatever you want, so that's what I'm most excited about and those six projects I mentioned are are pioneering that area and doing amazing things
0: great right. uh, i i I think I remember at least part of those names are also working with on on Verax right on the other stations
1: yeah, a lot of them are actually actually some of them are building Verax so uh clique and paddle labs are both uh building out um their acts they're like the core contributors to the project um and they already have tens gotcha. of thousands of attestations on chain so for example clique are doing cool things where they're in, allowing gamers to like prove how many hours they've played on different types of games on steam um which gets them like access to mm-hmm. promotions and stuff on chain um paddle labs uh allow you to prove like for example you've passed a certain verification level on um, a centralized exchange. So like, for example, you can say the owner of this wallet address has passed verification level three, which is full KYC on Binance. So now any smart contract can mm-hmm. say the owner of this address has passed KYC. And now I'm legally compliant to you know, give them uh, under collateralized lending or you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's a, that's a big sure. deal, and we saw all the noise about kind of Coinbase doing something similar with EAS. Pado are doing it with basically every single exchange. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing next okay.
0: year. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, okay, so uh, it was actually a lot deeper dive into. Uh, reputation things than i expected um yeah it's quite a rabbit hole unfortunately i assume that's i assume that's basically most of what's on your mind for the next year right the uh, how are the how are the identity projects going to progress
1: yeah i always have I I always end up being distracted by different interesting problems. I'm an easy person to nerd snipe. So, I mean, identity and reputation is definitely a rabbit hole. I'm still falling down. Um, I think that, like, keeping an eye on the decentralization in Ethereum is really important as well. I think that's something we always have to be vigilant about. Ooh, yeah. um The worst thing we can do is be complacent. So one of the projects that I want to get more involved in next year is collaborating with different people who are interested in in measuring the effective level of decentralization across Ethereum. So I did some research on that this year and published a paper on it. Um, But I think there's more work to be done. So that's a very, very interesting area because Ethereum changes every year. You know, this year we've got a lot more Right. um people using layer twos i think that's going to increase next year but layer twos themselves are going to change in their character and their nature depending on how decentralized they become many of them are starting plans to decentralize the sequencer decentralized prover, moved to share sequencers and then we have suave is coming online we've seen da layers da layers like celestia so um so this time next year, Ethereum will be very different um, to the way it is today, which is the same every year. So that's an area that um, I have an interest in as well, kind of kind of more of a hobby horse, but something I'll definitely be doing more work and collaboration right. on next year.
0: I see. That's great. I hope you can send me a link to the paper you published on the Ethereum decentralization. I'd love to share sure. it. Yeah, If, sure. it's, uh, if it's okay um and uh, so i i joined the, the i think it was saturday there was a censorship um what the fuck i think uh, censorship uh, wtf and there was a lot of talk about you know the resistance which um, is not that ideal as it used to be because the decentralization of different uh levels of ethereum uh, is not uh, 100% ideal also um so it was a uh, a little bit surprising uh, for me because you know wasn't nerding on the decentralization uh, that much it was more thinking about like security and governance in general It's like how yeah. much money you have to have to basically buy 51% and then sway the vote <laughs> um so that was uh, totally new to me and uh i have a almost a finished article about this so I, I look forward to Good reading you mentioned it
1: i mean that was the one that oh, was geez. the one for you it's going to be very high level that was the one event i really wanted to go to um unfortunately i couldn't stay on the saturday i for personal reasons had to fly out um and i i want to watch all the videos from that day uh, i think you know tina from flashbots especially she's fantastic at getting um people together and actually discussing like really important things. Um and so hats off to, to her for organizing that event. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that it is a it is a topic that and I'm the, the event was great. Yeah,
0: I definitely recommend watching it. I I think you know the the talks were really cool. Not too long, but you know, a lot of them. And so um it was uh, yeah they were definitely I'm sure you'll find topics which will uh light you up Um, it was, you know, uh, opening for me for the most part, but, uh, for you, it's probably going to be a deeper dive, uh, notch maybe for some, some topics. Um, so, uh, is there, uh, because I think we are coming to the time when you need to run, uh, is there any specific topic which you would like to highlight, uh, any special project you would like to shout out either from Istanbul? Or, you know, anything from this year? Because we are almost at Christmas. So it's like, yeah, almost end of the year.
1: Um. So, hmm, let me think about that for a second. Looking back over the year. Yeah, I think like the biggest project I was going to shout out, it's going to be for um, Verax and EAS as well. I think at the start of this year, I mean, I knew about the whole idea of on-chain attestations, and I had been following the attestation station and optimism. But EAS have really um, mm-hmm. evangelized the whole idea hugely. Uh, and I, now I think it's like a topic that people are generally interested in. Um, and a lot of that goes, goes yeah. out, is down to like, kind of like their efforts and kind of evangelizing it. So um, hats off to them. Yeah, I definitely uh, credit where credit's due. They've done great work. Um, Verax as well. Very hmm. interesting, um, and it's great to see it evolve as more teams join the project. So those are the—that's the kind of area and the use cases that we build on top of it that I'm most interested for next year. I think we're going to see some really exciting stuff.
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah, I you know have to read more about Verax, but it definitely looks like it did a lot of work in a relatively short time. And uh, definitely true about attestations. I keep hearing about it from left or right. Um, basically, anyone I talk to uh, before the whole after the podcast, you know, we somehow end up one way or the other around attestations. And uh, if, uh, just I, the as i we talk about
1: it, um, if people are interested mm-hmm. in attestations, in mm-hmm. you know, EAX, EAS have a lot of information on it. Um, development but it's kind of going to be interesting as well uh, to see it evolve but there's also like other um kind of focused on off-chain attestations so if people are interested check out ceramic and check out intuition who are building Mm -hmm. Ceramic. they're going to be um uh, there's going to be a lot more attention on them next year as well so if you're interested in that area i would definitely recommend checking out those projects
0: Awesome, awesome. There was a there was a guest, I think it was David from Joke Race, uh, who actually uh, mentioned uh, Intuition, and I, I think I met someone from Intuition on the first day in Dev Connect because there was a event which Ceramic organized. I yeah. think it was Monday, um, Rep, Rep Connect or something. Um, so it was definitely interesting. Uh, I will keep my eye on them. Simon, thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, I know you had to squeeze it into your schedule, but thanks a lot. It was a pleasure meeting you and uh, I hope to see you soon again.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Keep in touch and um, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect with my guests, or if you're interested in some of the points that were discussed today, just check the show notes for links. And don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. Also, if you are compelled, please leave a review. It helps others to find the podcast, and you can surely share it with your friends to save them the trouble of discovery process. I definitely hope you would do that for me. One more thing. From January 2024, there is an option for the interested collectors to mint the episode, Or just the episode's art, which is always uniquely created by me for each guest and project. So go check the show notes to find out more. Until next time, keep it colorful and stay positive, friends. Ciao.